From your exact location, we proudly present to you, your host for tonight, here's Ainsley! Welcome to Price Tag Pod, where we attempt to put a price tag on your dignity. And I'm your host, Ainsley Blakely-May, and I'm joined by my guest for this evening. Our next guest has been known to watch a lot of films, and I mean a lot of films. He's a founding member of the Cooperator's Couch and many other projects. But unlike an old couch, you can absolutely not throw him in the ocean. The dodgeball-dodging twitch sensation, the licorice-loathing Ben Drake. How are you, buddy? How's things? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you doing today? So far, so good. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's just gone past midnight. So you're asking me today now oh, or today? <laughs> today is the day before this. <laughs> well, maybe yesterday then. <laughs> I'm assuming that you can go to bed after this. Because these, these 34 minutes, man, these 34 minutes have changed exactly what I've been feeling. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm feeling good. Good. Uh, my, my time schedule, man, is so, is so changed to how I do things. Um, as I told you already, I've been interviewing about seven people, seven or eight people, um, one after the other. So I've been awake until like two or three in the morning. Oh, um, so my comedic abilities are just being like completely drained dry at this point <laughs> hey ho let's push forward what's your experience with game shows have you ever been on any or uh just like kind of casual ones like through school and university and that kind of stuff yeah yeah that's cool and uh, for people that haven't listened to us before we tend to just do questions from ten dollars to a quarter of a million i'll give you an idea a sentence as to what you would do what you wouldn't do we can negotiate work it out haggle you can uh Call me cheap if you want, do what you need to do um, to get the price that you want. So you're ready to play? Yep, ready to play. Perfect. So, Ben, for $10. Uh, I have to ask you, though, um, what's your problem with licorice? Licorice is just the worst. Oh, my God. <laughs> Between the taste and, like, you expect, like, someone's going to give you candy and suddenly it's just, like, this awful taste that goes in your mouth and stays, like, for at least an hour. And you're just like, ugh. You just can't get away from it. Oh, it's just the worst kind of candy. Uh, I also have friends who are like from uh, Central Europe who eat licorice with like salt on it. Yeah, yeah. And it's just oh, oh it's just the. Oh. I remember one of them like gave it to me, and I I didn't know what it was, so I ate it, and it was just pure death. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to eat this ever again in my life. So. I had to do some research on this because uh, Sweden is one of the biggest consumers of licorice in the world. Oh, really? Yeah. And I, I know like most of my friends and most of the people I work with just love licorice. I, oh, I like God. it. I like, I like aniseed specifically. Like, do you mm-hmm. like uh, absinthe, for example? I'm not crazy about it. Uh, you prefer my it to friend licorice? Just, I, yeah, I'd mm. rather have absinthe than licorice for sure. <laughs> what about Sambuca? I don't like Sambuca because that's the exact not. taste of licorice. Yeah, that, that is licorice without, yeah. without consistency. Yeah. So for $10, I actually have something written down that says, eat five bites of your most hated food covered or stuffed with your second most hated food. And for oh, you, that would be a black licorice pie. A black licorice pie would be awful. Not only do you get the grossness of the pie crust, like that weird texture and breaking... Oh, with a taste of licorice, oof. I would not do it for 10. <laughs> That's for sure. Is You're literally shitting over everything I love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. It's just like those are the only two kinds of foods I like won't eat. <laughs> My ancestry goes back to Cornwall, which is a big mining mm. community. So we have pasties mm-hmm. and pies and pastry, you know. Oh, geez. Some, yeah, the... Supposedly a lot of French foods. I would not do well. No, not at all. And then Sweden I've moved to is highly licorice based. So that's funny. Oof. Would you do three bites for ten dollars? No, because I would have to live with that taste for a long time. How long is long, really? I guess in licorice years, it's quite a. Quite a yeah, <laughs> I find licorice like kind of just stays with you. So I guess I I could eat something after. So I'd probably do three bites for ten dollars, as long as I could like have a piece of gum or something after. Um, I will give you twelve dollars for three bites, and you can't eat gum for half an hour. Oh, I want to see you suffer just for 30 minutes. 20 minutes. <laughs> 22 minutes. Okay, I'll do 22 minutes. 12 bucks. Beautiful. Yeah, 12 bucks. <laughs> I do it. <laughs> so what, what is it about pie crust? Is it just the... So I think it actually kind of comes from when I was younger. My parents uh, used to make shepherd's pie. Oh, man, yeah. And oh, there was some other kind of savory pie, like every Christmas. And it was just... 
I did not enjoy it at all. And I think because of that, it, like the idea of pie kind of seeped into like this really bad place. And now when I eat it, all I think about is like going back to those savory pies that I didn't like at all as a kid. So like all of that old emotion and like taste uh, memory just comes back no matter what kind of pie it is. So traditionally UK, the shepherd's pie we have, they don't actually have crust. It's literally just meat and mm-hmm. potato, you know? Same um, with the East Coast uh, of Canada. In the West Coast, though, it seems to be more like they'll actually put it into a pie crust. Yeah. Yeah. But like then when I moved over to Sweden like, and I saw the pies they do, they're not used to savory pies, for example. Mm-hmm. So when I like introduce the concept of like a, a meat-based pie, they're like, no, pies, that's blueberry, right? That's like apple. <laughs> and then I had blueberry pie, which mm-hmm. is actually a crumble, sort of pie. Yeah. <laughs> and see, it's, cr- it's funny because I can do a crumble, like good crumble. I could do that for sure. But yeah, it's just something about the crust. That's a different beast, I think, a crumble. It's like totally different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's more like a, a fruit lasagna. Well, I've never viewed it like that. That's a genius. Yeah. Uh, what got you into dodgeball? You play you play competitively. Yeah, so I would say like competitive to semi-competitive. So I do play in a competitive league uh, and I play, well, obviously during uh, COVID, we're not playing, but... Assistance though. Oh, except for <laughs> the people on your own team. You actually get yeah. very close to people, which is surprising. A lot of sweat and stuff too, like flying around. You wouldn't want to be around that right now. Uh, but... Yeah, my friend actually got me into it uh, the first year out of high school. And then I moved away for a bit to go to school when I did my degree in Halifax. And when I came back, I decided it would be a good way to get back into being like active again. So I got up to playing about four days a week. So four evenings a week, I'd play for about an hour and a half and then go to four days of playoffs at the end of the season. Uh, I started on some not so good teams, but in the last couple of seasons, we've been getting at least in the top threes. Do you do a lot of like body training and stuff to get up to a certain level? Is it just got, get and pick a ball up? None. Yeah, you just go and play. Um, and there's like all different kinds of ways to play too. Like you can be the person who just wants to get like to survive on the court. There's the people who want to actually throw, people who like focus on catching, that kind of stuff. So uh, there's like people who do like support roles, like in sweeping, so making that sure that the balls don't go back to the other person's team. So there's like all these like kind of intricacies that go along with it, but you don't actually have to be the most active person to be really good. I mean, I played it once or twice before, and now when you describe it like that, it sounds like aggressive volleyball. Yeah, yeah, it's actually, and we play like a different style. Uh, so we play with a bigger ball than say like the international uh, competitive scene does. So like. They did Dodgeball Worlds last year, I think in January-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, but they play with like a smaller ball and different rules and that kind of thing. So it's very interesting to see like how kind of how we play compared to how the like actual professionals play. Did you watch Dodgeball by Vince Vaughn? <laughs> yes. <laughs> did, did, did you like it? I don't know why I yeah. just had to ask you real quick. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because when me and my friends started playing Dodgeball uh, before like we got into competitive league, because our league is actually a... Uh, adult only league so high school students couldn't go into it so we played by ourselves like with our little group and that was what inspired us to start playing was that movie that's funny i think it's the first ben stiller film i've ever seen actually oh really yeah i mean that was like early 2000s right yeah i think so yeah i was born in 94 so i mean my my knowledge not like memory isn't that great i'm trying to re-educate myself into like 80s films and stuff um i've been really wanting to get into like um What's his name now? Uh, guy with a mustache in the 70s. I know that everyone in the 70s had a mustache. Give me a sec. Jeez, yeah, I was about to say, like, everyone had a mustache back then. What kind of movie was he in? Oh, he did, like, he did, like White Lightning. Burt Reynolds, of course. Why oh, did I go, why yeah, did yeah, I go yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I would definitely get into his movies. He's, he's awesome. But for 25 bucks. Okay. Okay. Hit in the face with a dodgeball. Oh, easily. That happens I mean, free. <laughs> all the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> we don't like when it happens, but it does happen all the time. And, you know, I think I've only actually had one hit me in the face really badly where I kind of lost consciousness for a second. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, like, I was completely disoriented on the ground, woke up, and <laughs> the one thing I remember is I caught the ball in the end. <laughs> well, that's good. So I actually, I got the catch, but I was like, i done. I could, like, I got up and, like, fell back over. And I was like, okay. This, this is the thing. <laughs> but usually when you get in the face, it's not so bad. It's just like when you play against kind of some of the heavy hitters, like some of like the main throwers in the league, it can get really bad because some of them throw like as hard as a, b- a baseball. Jesus. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to up and up the more fear level then. So you're, okay. you're stationary. You know it's happening, but you don't know when. But the guy has the ball. Ooh. It just reminds me of there's, there's a great Family Guy sketch with uh, Brian and Stewie when Brian gets to punch Stewie, but he just, like, he just fakes it for like months oh, and then yeah. <laughs> drags it out. It's not quite as bad as that. <laughs> no, because like, knowing that it's going to happen sucks and you just get that, all that anticipation. Um, all the tenseness in your stomach. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. You know, I'd probably still do it for the exact same amount of... Because at the same time, like, I guess I'm just so used to it now. Especially because, like, again, I'm not the tallest person. Like, I'm about 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, so I'm kind of on that shorter side. So it happens quite a bit that I actually get nailed in the face. <laughs> so I think, like, going into a dodgeball match, you always kind of expect that it's going to happen. You just kind of hope it doesn't. <laughs> I can imagine it's a bit like being a chef and just burning your fingers now and again. It's like, yeah, hey, that happens. That's- yeah occupational hazard i guess mm-hmm. exactly yeah if you're gonna play the game you have to expect it's gonna happen if that's the case would you do it for 20 bucks Ooh. no i probably still i because if i knew it was coming i would just you'd have that fear the entire game <laughs> that you knew that eventually if you ever stood still that it was just you in the face <laughs> I'll give you 25 it's worth the money. <laughs> yeah, I'd say 25 is worth the money. I know it's only $5 more, but yeah. That's <laughs> totally fine. Um, you mentioned that you liked sushi. Yes. Yeah. When was your first experience with sushi? Oh, I had to be maybe 10, 9 or 10. We live in uh, a place that's very heavily uh, diverse and like very, we have a very big Asian population. Uh, but yeah, it's just, we are this place that has so much amazing food. And I was introduced to sushi very young because my parents love it. And there's so many great sushi places, like even in, maybe not our exact immediate neighborhood, but within like a 10 minute drive, uh, we have about four or five different places we can go. And each one is really good. So I got introduced to it very young because it was an easy way to make a dinner. And now we do sushi probably at least once a month in some kind of way, either through doing dinner or just take out with my friends or with my girlfriend or whatever. That's cool. There's like, I've never been to someone who's an amazing sushi chef. I know that there's a big ritual in Japan. I worked with a Japanese mm-hmm. dude when I was like 15 and he's like, you, you Europeans know nothing about sushi. There's <laughs> so much on that, on that vein, but I can imagine in San Diego, we get loads of good stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm at, uh, I'm not exactly in San Diego. I'm in Canada. So I'm in Vancouver. Okay. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh same kind of deal though like very very mixed uh like very diverse uh population here but yeah like you can definitely taste the difference between like low quality sushi and if you go to like a place with a real sushi chef like a really well-trained one uh i've definitely only done that once or twice because it gets very expensive very fast but i like for my parents birthday one time i took them to this really like high class sushi place and it was just like one of the best experiences i've had out eating when was your first time tasting wasabi did you taste it when you were 10 yeah, actually, I really, I used to really love wasabi to the point that I would like put on globs of it on every piece of sushi I eat until one day at a theater tech rehearsal, I was dared to eat a handful of wasabi <laughs> and I did and I never ate it again. Every time I think back now, I just feel sick. Yeah, my girlfriend's experience first time when she told me about it was like a lot of people's. She she thought it was guacamole. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. So from that point onwards, she's like, you should just stir it in your soy sauce and that's enough. And I'm like, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I enjoy the flavor. I, you have like wasabi covered peanuts and stuff. Mm-hmm. I love and those. And those are good. Yeah, I those just can't do the pure wasabi. Well, this question might be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Evil cackle. <laughs> 50 bucks. Would you stick sushi in your ear? Uh, sorry, wasabi in your ear. Oh, no. Oh, that would be so painful. Yeah, right. Oh god, that would burn the point. Like forever. You can wash it out almost immediately, but I mean, it's wasabi. Oh, that won't help. No, trust, trust me, <laughs> the water will make it worse. A pipette full of milk. I don't know what. what you <laughs> Just, yeah, wash your ear out with milk. <laughs> I would definitely not do that for that amount of money. No. Would you set it up high? How much higher would you put? Uh, wasabi in the ear. I don't think I'd do for less than like two hundred. What about the nose? Could it get you? Could it get you to do the oh, nose? Oh, it would be even worse for nose. I would. Mm. I would go higher with nose. Whoa. 
Because the nose, you'd have to like smell it and then it would go like into your throat and oh, oh. Yeah. I think the ear is the safest bet. I started waking my way yeah. down. I had butthole at the beginning. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> that, would, that, that would be like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think honestly of of like the orifices you could do, I think ear would probably be the safest one. Ear mouth, I guess. I'd like to give you 125 for the ear. 175. 170. I'd do it for 170. Yeah, we go. Why not? <laughs> it's just imagine it now. Just like, oh god. Yeah, I wouldn't even want to watch someone do that. Yeah, you'd be like watching that out for like an hour and still feeling it. <laughs> and even I just because everything's connected too. It's got such a mm-hmm. pungent flavor. I just feel that you'd be. I don't know if you could hear the taste of wasabi, but I, I'm sure I think you, you could. would. <laughs> I think you just hear the distant scream. <laughs> um, oh god, yeah. No, I I would imagine that it would sound like just like a horror movie. <laughs> Especially if it started congealing as well. Oh, God. I, mean, I, I don't know how clean your ears are, you know. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to keep them pretty clean. <laughs> Situation but like still, that. like, it would get stuck in there in some sort. Oh, it'd be like when you get, like, water stuck in your ear and it just won't come out. <laughs> You'd be, like, constantly just, like, trying to get it out and it would just keep burning. Oh, but I still think 170. I'd probably still do it. Yeah, let's keep it at 170. I've done dumber things for far less money. Did you think this would be much easier or harder coming on the show? <laughs> Um, I did not think that I was going to get a question like that. That's for sure. I try my best to tailor it to the people that I speak to. Yeah, no, it's great. I have much more um, in-depth questions as we get further on. For a hundred bucks. I've listened to your podcast with the Philosopher's Stone. That was really cool. Oh, nice. So, yeah, I learned a lot. Oh, cool. I only got a, I got about like 35 minutes in or something. Um, I had to go and cook or something afterwards. But like learning Harry Potter didn't cast a single spell the whole episode. Yeah, I was like, "Shit, he's so right." I don't remember a single time. Yeah, he doesn't do it much. He doesn't do it much at all <laughs> until uh, the later, the later ones. I think towards like four, five, six, he does a lot more, and then seven, eight, he doesn't do a lot either. It's like you're a wizard, Harry. It's like, fucking not really. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Everyone else is a wizard, random. <laughs> yeah, he's like part time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Uh, those were a really fun. That was a really fun series to do. We've done a whole bunch of series, but I think that's probably my favorite one that we've mm. discussed and it was really fun because it was just like when COVID hit uh me and my friends didn't have any way to connect with each other anymore so we decided that would be a good way to uh keep all three of us talking instead of just me and my friend Gabe who's my kind of my normal co-host for the cooperators reviewers couch it just we were able to bring in our extra person and it was so much fun and yeah I'm glad we're able to do it on and off and yeah but I I find with podcasting, there's a lot of similar voices out there. Um, speaking to a lot of people, and I try to do it uh, video free, so I can like really kind of hear the voices and stuff. So many similar voices, but when I heard yours, it was like I haven't heard a voice like yours. Oh, thank you. Quite, quite unique. Oh, that's awesome. So I don't know if that helps with the next question or not. I think I, I can I can picture it more because you have a distinctive voice. Mm-hmm. For a hundred bucks. <laughs> think you'd be great at this uh reading shakespeare aloud in a library and then once they kick you out you read it at a funeral service Ooh, what shakespeare up to you okay i think you have the ability to be very theatrical inside of a library and also very solemn in a funeral so i think you can mm-hmm. pull it off some people just do not have that ability i would sound sarcastic the whole time yeah and i think that you could pick the right passages that it wouldn't be disrespectful at the funeral Cause that would definitely be my worry. Like, I mean, doing the library, like again, me and my friends used to do shit and like yell in libraries and like do the, the penis game in libraries and stuff. So, <laughs> um, that part wouldn't like bug me. Cause like people would just be like, Oh, that's Ben just being Ben like whatever. <laughs> but I think at a funeral, that's where, cause I, I would not want to be disrespectful to the family <laughs> of the person who passed away. Ooh. I don't think I'd do it for $100. I think I would feel too uncomfortable at the funeral part. The, again, the, the library, I know a lot of people feel awkward there. Not at all. I wouldn't care about getting ticked out. The more that I visualize the, the funeral sense, I can only imagine that it could be done in a certain way. That's like, does anyone have any words to talk about such and such? And you were like, yeah, I have. A-. Yeah. Then it would look like you're a, a part of things. Yeah. And then could just get Also, would it be a there. funeral of someone I knew or would it be a stranger's funeral? That is normally what people ask me. Um, yeah. What I normally say is it's someone that there's about two or three people you went to school with. Okay. So they're, they're kind of distant people, acquaintances. They know who you are, but it doesn't really matter anymore. Okay. 
Um, I still don't think I'd do it for hundred dollars. So I think I'd feel too awkward, but I know that there would be a price that I would do it for. Cause again, I think that you could find the right passage and make it really like, I think you can make it really meaningful part of Shakespeare word. I mean, that's the whole thing about Shakespeare race that, but then you collect my money <laughs> and then I collect so... your money and it's even better. I'm just... <laughs> no, but but I, I think dirty then. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you do feel unless you donate the the money to the the cost of funeral. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, you know, I think I would find the right passage, and I think I would do it for the. I think I would probably, I do it for the hundred. I don't. I don't even do that for free if you found the right passage, because I think the library one would be hilarious, and then the other one. I think if you found the right passage for it, I think it could be really, really meaningful and like actually mean something to the people who are there. I would take the hundred, but I think. You found the right one. I would do it for free. Okay, I'm going to stick a twist in. That has to be the same thing, both same passage for the library and the funeral. Ooh, I still think you you just do like the meaningful one at the library and yeah. <laughs> be less funny. Um, I think if it was, I didn't get to choose the passage. That would that would make it a a harder one. How about you can pick you can pick five of your favorites and I decide. Ooh, that I would not do for free because I think. <laughs> My favorite ones from Shakespeare would definitely not be the solemn one. <laughs> I think they're all from more of the comedies. <laughs> mm, yeah, for if I didn't get to choose the exact passage, uh, even if it was like honorary, I definitely wouldn't do it for hundred bucks. I would probably want to go upwards of like about five, because I could just I just see myself going to a wet or a funeral and saying these awful things or this thing that ends up being funny and it sounds really sarcastic and everyone just hating me <laughs> because of the internet. <laughs> so would we call it a flat hundred? If I didn't get to choose, I would say I wouldn't do it for the hundred. I'd probably have to go higher. But if I did get to choose, I would say the hundred would be fine. As I said, you get to pick five and I pick one. And for that price, I would like to give you 210. i do it for 210. 190? No, I, would, I wouldn't <laughs> go under two. That's for sure. No one ever lets me go back on myself. Okay. 210 <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it is. 210, there we go. <laughs> what are your eating habits like? I mean, do you, do you eat meat on a regular basis? I do, yes. So I am... I'm not a vegetarian or anything. I used to be a vegetarian for quite a while. Uh, and then I think towards grade 12, I switched back to eating meat. Uh, some of that came from like dietary, like health reasons. Uh, Cause I wasn't hitting the right things. Cause I was, well, let's be honest. I was a lazy teenager who was focused more on school than eating right. But after that, like after I switched back to meat, I'm very conscious about what I eat. I do uh, try and take care of my body. Cause I was like a personal trainer for quite a while not professionally, but I was trained as a personal trainer and then trained all my friends. But I also trained myself to be a power lifter. So I have to watch what I eat a lot of the time. Oh, wow. Yeah, I always find if people do ever touch upon vegan vegetarianism, even if it's for a short time, they do become a little bit more conscious of what they're consuming, regardless if it's like, mm -hmm. oh, where your meat even comes from, for example. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we mostly do like organic at home or like free range at the very least. But um, if you liked wasabi, do you like general hot foods? You like Mexican food? I do, yes. So I love yeah, Mexican food, Thai food. Yeah, I would say Thai and Mexican are two of my favorites, actually. Uh, I do like a lot of heat in my food. Uh, it's just certain kinds of heat that I don't like, and I think it's more about taste. Uh, but most of those like really hot, like Szechuan food is amazing. Oh, yeah. I did like a Szechuan pepper marinade on a tempeh the other day. It was delicious. Oh, nice. Sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. Just for like a good minute, it just tastes great, and all of a sudden, your tongue your tongue just starts to go a little bit numb from the pepper. It's an incredible feeling. Yeah, it's so awesome. It's awesome that it's like an experience too, right? It's not just a flavor that Szechuan cooking does. It's like really that mix of chemical experience that you really get out of it. I find Szechuan cooking very very interesting, and like the whole thing behind the uh, two kinds of heat that they use. This is kind of a Mexican-based question, kind of. I haven't really come up with a name of this specific maneuver. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that some crazy drinkers have come up with something, but 250 bucks. Would you mm -hmm. squeeze a lime in your eye and put a jalapeno in your ear? Oh, I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that. No, uh, no. Like, it's cut, you know, when you get them cut and pickled in, in a jar? Yeah, yep. one of those. Yep. Mm. And it's funny because you talk about like the squeezing the lemon or the, the lemon in your eye. That's actually part of a shot that you do. Yeah, yeah. So 
the suicide shot suicide shot yeah so i've done one of those before those are disgusting i was gonna get you to snort salt as well but it's a little too too much for 250 yeah maybe a little bit too much um i think if i was gonna put wasabi in my ear for less than that i think i'd be fine with putting a, a pickled uh jalapeno in my ear you think because it's it's a less on the heat index if i'm not mistaken Especially if it's been pickled. Well, you have the acidity that you have to worry about. I don't know if wasabi's got a high pH. That's true. It's also a different consistency. Wasabi's a little thicker. I don't know if what's better. Mm-hmm. I mean, the acidity. I think it'd probably be better having the other one because it would actually come out of your ear better. I think the stickiness of the wasabi would actually be worse because it might get stuck in there. These are the questions we ask on Price Tag Pod. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these are the things you think about. Like, think about which would be worse to put into your ear, wasabi or a jalapeno. I've done um, the fact checking. <laughs> honestly, I think a non-pickled jalapeno would be way worse yeah. to put in your ear than a pickled one. Yeah. Because uh, once you pickle a jalapeno, it actually gets uh, less hot. Um, we do a lot of pickling at home, so and we have a garden. So like one of the things we do is jalapenos. And if you cut a jalapeno, just like, slice it and then you would do that compared to pickling it it'd be way worse okay what about okay i'm going to change it a little bit if this seems a little too simple for you okay um <laughs> squeeze lime in your eye a pickled jalapeno in your ear and you snort the seeds Ooh, snoring the seeds that oh oh jeez definitely not 250 for that i don't know if i'd even do that for a thousand dollars because whoa that would be hell snoring those seeds I think the other part I would probably have done for about 300, but the snoring the seeds kind of ups that ante. Nah, let's forget the snorting. I just wanted to see your reaction. Right. <laughs> Stick to how we Yeah. Do. Oh, geez. No. You snort those seeds, you're going to be you're gonna be on fire for a long <laughs> yeah. time. There's no way out of that either. Uh, but I think for the other one, I'd probably do for about 300. Well, the squeezing lime and jalapeno. Uh, the squeezing the lemon in the eye is the rough part. Like the jalapeno of the ear is way less rough than. Can I get you down to, can I get you down to 275? Yeah, I do it for two seventy five. That's fine. Two seventy. No. Two seventy five. I'm not good at this I'm, game. I'm, I'm, no, I'm keeping that five dollars. That's fine. To try and uh, put some eye drops in my eye. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, the lemon the eye is rough because I have done that, and I have to admit I was quite drunk when I did that, so I don't know if I felt as much as I would if I was sober. It all adds up. I promise you, it lands up in the end. I, don't, I mean, I don't know if everyone in Vancouver knows each other. Do you feel it's a very small community in Vancouver? No. It's big. No, I, it's a very big community. Like I would, you barely ever see anyone, you know, if you're just like kind of walking around. So, especially because we have like the greater Vancouver area, which is really what Vancouver is, which comprises of not only Vancouver, but Burnaby, Surrey, Coquitlam, like all these other cities. Mm-hmm which is kind of like what we consider Vancouver because I barely actually live in the technical Vancouver. I live like a street away from Burnaby. So uh, I could like literally throw a rock into Burnaby. So no, it's not a small place at all. Like, again, I used to live in Halifax and that was a mm-hmm. small place. Like you would often just be walking around downtown and see like 15 to 20 people you knew. Because um, on one of my other podcasts I do, I interviewed a dude called uh, Andrew Willis and Andy Land Radio, who's from... Yeah, Vancouver. I don't know if that rings any bells. No, not really. Okay. He's like such a nice dude. He's like so so out there, so camp, so LGBTQ, and just like a really cool guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just interested in like the like the gay community within Vancouver and stuff like that. It's nice. We have a really big LGBTQ plus. Um, uh, I'm missing some of the acronym or the letters in there, but we have a very big community. It has some of like, we have like ent- like entire streets that's like kind of dedicated to it too. And it's probably one of the most fun, place- fun places to go party. Everyone's so nice and like very genuine. And yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Actually last Valentine's, I took my girlfriend onto the street, Davey, uh, for dinner. And in the middle of the Valentine's dinner, like we had a bunch, a couple of drag queens come in and do a show. And <laughs> it was really, really fun. I'm going to dedicate this question to him because uh, I think he would do this for free. I don't know. It's just my kind of represent, representation of Canada. It's like, you know, when you meet a Swede for the first time, it's like, that's it. The country's full of him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 500 bucks. Lifelong edible glitter in all of your drinks. Oh, easily. Edible glitter is amazing. It makes everything look way better in my Instagram pictures. <laughs> um, it sounds like it's not too bad. It doesn't sound like it's too bad of a thing, but I don't know how nutritionally it no. works in your body, how it fucks up. And I was about to say, like, I might have to look at the nutritional (laughs) things, like, if eventually, like, all that stuff would build up inside your body. (laughs) But from the absolute no research I've ever done, (laughs) yes, I would definitely do that. I love uh, 
I love the look of lip glare drinks. Um, I think that they create like the coolest effects. Again, I do an Instagram, like like a foodie blog on Instagram. And yeah, whenever you get like kind of shimmery drinks, they always do better uh, for likes and stuff because people just love to see that kind of thing, right? Just reminds me of I've got a bottle of, uh, I don't know if you call it Goldschlager in the States. Oh. Up <laughs> in my cupboard. Yeah. Well, it should stay there forever. Yeah. I hate it. I, I really dislike Goldschlager. Yeah. It's, no one likes those cinnamon hearts, so why would they make an alcohol out of it? I don't know. I don't know why I got it. I just was like, oh, it's shiny. You know, I, I fell for the trick. Yeah. I'm a bartender. I, I fell oh, yeah. for the trick. <laughs> it's like my trick. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. Like, Goldschlager, like, I remember in maybe first year university, like, everyone drank Goldschlager, I think, just because it had the gold yeah. bits in it. Like, for no other reason. I didn't reason. even know it was cinnamon. It I didn't know it was cinnamon good. flavor until I, like, tasted it. I was like, oh, it's gold. Why, yeah. why, is, this, why is this cinnamon? That makes no sense. Cinnamon's not exactly, gold. Exactly, right? Plus, we already have, like, Fireball, which kind of tastes like cinnamon. Like, why do they need yeah. another one? Oh, well, I guess whiskey-based, vodka-based, but, it, you know, potato, I guess, potato. Yeah. I don't know who says potato. Shoot them down. <laughs> <laughs> 500 bucks, lifelong edible glitter in all your drinks. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think if... Without doing any research on if it's actually bad for you, I would definitely do it because I'd get the best pictures ever. 125 bucks. Mm, yeah, actually, I would. I I do it for way less than the amount that you're doing because again, again, if there's no health, like bad things about it, for sure. Like, I think it just makes everything a little more magical. I'm interested in how it's going to exit your body as well. Yeah, if you had to have it in all your drinks, oh, that would be my water too. Yeah. Ooh, I'd be drinking a lot of edible <laughs> glitter. I drink like 10 liters of water a day. Oh, wow. Uh, you mm. might be the most hydrated person I've met. I don't know. Oh, really? <laughs> it's, it, again, it comes from my like my working out mm. and stuff. Because I'm very active and stuff, I need to be drinking water all the time. But yeah, the, oh, that'd be rough. That'd be a lot of edible glitter. No, I'd still do it. I'd, again, it's, if there's no like health impacts, I wouldn't care. I would just drink it. 125 then, we agree? Yep, I, I yeah. totally agree with that. I think that there's no need to go up to 500 for that because <laughs> a little more magic in all your life. Some people didn't like it, man. I don't know what's the problem. Maybe the homophobes, oh, really? who knows? <laughs> oh, maybe it's just maybe it's just like the idea of like drinking glitter. I think some, some men just have this uh, excessive machismo about them and they just want to appear mm. to be of a certain... It's like, just got a red soda cup and carry it around with you. you know, no one has to see the glitter. Yeah, just put it into a, a water bottle. Let's get stuck in their teeth or something. That'd be funny. That'd be funny. <laughs> or if you accidentally spill it and like people are, like seeing it, it's all glitter. Like, oh, what are you drinking? But no, like I think that always makes like the best drinks. And again, just like adds a little like something a little extra to what you're drinking. You've discovered butterfly pea flower. Have you seen that? Yes, I love butterfly pea flower. Yeah, I love the like. It's very much uh, it's used in uh, Empress Gin, and you can make really cool like color changing drinks with it. Which I'm sure you know, because being a bartender and stuff, so. Yeah, I like, we don't have Empress Gin over here, but I've used Butterfly all the time. Um, I tend to mm. put it in like bitters, so that whatever you do, you just top with bitters and you just have this nice blue fade. Oh, that's cool. Down. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's something we should look at. I love using that stuff, though. Um, I like to use Empress Gin in gin cocktails I make for my dad. I actually can't stand gin, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, it makes me sick. But... Yeah, I really like using because like as soon as you add that like little bit of lemon, it'll just change the entire drink. So it always is nice when you have like a slow release. Yeah. So if you have like a lemon in an ice cube, or if you have the the tea in the ice cube, like it really adds that little extra. Is there a massive barbecue culture in Canada? Uh, I would say yes in certain places. Like we barbecue a lot. So once the summer hits, we're all about barbecuing. That's usually when we have like people over too. So it's a lot easier to do your barbecue and have people over and like kind of still be chatting with people while you're cooking, which I think is probably like the biggest part about uh, barbecuing. It's like that really it's social kind of aspect. But I would say that our culture is a lot less than the U.S. Mm hmm. And maybe outside of Vancouver, it's also bigger. Like the prairies might have a little bigger of a barbecue culture because they do a lot more uh, tailgating and things like that is less big in a big city like Vancouver yeah. or Toronto. But in some of our provinces, it would be a lot bigger. Yeah, I was always told there's like five styles of barbecue from around the states. I mean, you have like North Carolina, South Carolina, Kansas, um, and a lot of the South mm -hmm. too. Yeah, Texas. I spent some time in New Orleans and New Orleans even love their, their barbecue. Oh, yeah. I think you're really going to hate this question. I don't know how we're going to, I don't know how we're going to do Oh no. Thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. You don't get to eat barbecued food for a year. 
no, not for a grant. We do too much barbecuing <laughs> stuff for that. 10 months. Which months am I allowed to do it? Well, how, well, how many months are you normally active in the barbecue world? Uh, from about March, April-ish, all the way to about the middle of October. We're lucky in Vancouver because we have very, like, we have mild weather, but it doesn't get, like, really, really cold until January-ish. I think even, like, really, really cold for Vancouverites is a lot different than really, really cold yeah. around, the, yeah, around yeah. the world. For us, if, as soon as it gets to, like, minus five, it's like, oh, God, it's really cold outside. So, yeah, I think we have, like, a very big uh, window for barbecue season. People are still barbecue now in Sweden in December. They love it. Dang. But it's not too bad out here yet. I mean, there's no snow on the ground in Stockholm. It's pretty fine. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, but, no, I, even ten months, I think that... Five months. Oh, yeah, for sure. A thousand for five months. Yeah. Nine hundred. Mm. I would do nine hundred for four and a half months. We got a deal. Nine hundred. Nice. There we go. It's a tough one. Uh, some people really love certain types of foods. Yeah. And some people really can't handle these questions. Yeah, well, I think barbecue again. It's less about just the food that because you can make a lot of that food just in your oven or like especially or like a smoker or whatever. I didn't even think about that. But I think it's more about the uh, it's more about uh, like the social aspect of it all, right? Because I don't have a very big kitchen in my house, so if I'm cooking, I really am the only one in the kitchen, so you can't really be social with your guests and stuff. But if you're at the barbecue, you just throw it on the barbecue, you sit down with everyone, you have a couple beers. Like I think it's just that social aspect that you're losing. To me, it's the focus. It's the focus of the slow in the whole low and slow. Yeah, I think the slow aspect is kind of really underrated. It's like take your time, relax, have a beer, like chill exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah, we usually when we do barbecues, we always have like some kind of cocktail that me or my dad makes. Like I was uh, trained as a bartender, uh, so I love like coming up with new cocktails and that kind of thing. So uh, it's always nice to like have a barbecue, and while the other person's uh, barbecuing, you can make a drink or someone will make you a drink as you're barbecuing and just sit outside and relax and especially this year do you do many like uh, bourbon glazes and stuff uh we do some i like to use uh whiskey more than bourbon mm -hmm. i find that it just gives a little bit bitter taste um i also use a lot of rum in my cooking yeah. rather than uh bourbon or whiskey even uh my dad uses quite a bit of bourbon though i did this really cool thing i soaked um it's very basic i basically soaked peanuts in lafroig so in scotch mm -hmm. And then um, made a basic caramel and just stirred the peanuts in. So I had like caramelized candied scotch peanuts. Oh, mm. that'd be nice. That was really cool. Like I, I, I like my bourbon, so I tend to drink old fashions and stuff. And having those along, instead of making an old fashioned <laughs> and just sipping a bourbon and just taking a couple handfuls of, you know, fingerfuls of peanuts, provides the sweetness and the smoke. And you still get to like <clears> enjoy <throat> your bourbon without the like excessive amounts of sugar or overly excessive. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a, that sounds amazing. So we have four questions coming up next after these messages. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Cooperative Viewer's Couch. I'm one of your hosts, Ben, and on the couch, we review movies and TV shows from across genres. Some of our highlights so far have been uh, reviewing The Mandalorian, talking about Harry Potter, and of course, our Pacific Rim's special episodes. We have a lot of episodes planned for 2021, so if you're looking for some fun analysis, two-minute plot summaries, and even a couple chuckles along the way, then make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting application. Keep up to date with what we are doing on social media and see when new podcasts go live at thecooperators.reviews slash podcast. Again, that's thecooperators.reviews slash podcast. We can't wait to have you join us. And we are back and we have four questions left. Have you been enjoying it so far, Ben? Yeah, it's been really fun. It's fun like kind of to see like what I would be willing to do for the amounts of money and the randomness that you're like bringing yeah. into it. So yeah, it's having a good time. It's really crazy writing these questions because I just get inspiration out of the most stupidest places. Mm -hmm. I was listening to one of uh, Bill Burr's sketches and he was um, saying, he was saying like the problem with, with rock stars and musicians and people that are in the public eye that get famous when they're in their teens is when they get to like their 50s, 60s, 
they're like, God, he looks terrible now compared to how he used to be. He said, but imagine if you just kind of entered mm. the world with no baby pictures and you're in your 50s. You're like, yeah, he looks pretty good. Yeah, he looks pretty good because he has no cross-reference, you know? Mm-hmm. I, that's yeah, true. I, I, he really like played with my brain. Like, oh, that's a good point. Like, I have cross-references, but I still think for now, I mean, I'm 26. So maybe what I look like now mm-hmm. will be cross-referenced for when I turn 60. So do I yeah. do I look try to look my best now or try to look like I could be passable in my in my fifties? <laughs> Make yourself look bad in pictures <laughs> until you get to that. It's like, oh man, he looks really good now. Oh my god, he looks better. He pushed through. He's like a good wine. Oh, that'd be really funny. But you're you're a film guy, right? I mean, of course, I've heard your podcast. You like your films. Yeah, so I watch a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows, a lot of anime. This next question, I need to know your least favorite genre or movie preferably whatever you whatever you don't like your least favorite least hate like least liked film let's say movie film least liked film oh uh so i'll give you three one would be catwoman with halle berry (laughs) that movie was awful uh second would be cats like the new one that came out i think last year okay that was completely terrible and then the third would be Oh, I can't remember what it's called now. Uh, it's like the what Battle Royale was based on. Actually, it might be called Battle Royale. Okay. I think actually it might just be called Battle Royale. Yep, it's just called Battle yeah. Royale. Uh, so it's actually what the concept of the Battle Royale games was based on, I believe, where a bunch of students have to like fight to the death. So they're like a bunch of random high school students that are taken and put on this island. They all have to kill each other. Uh, the film as itself is really good, but it turns my stomach every time I try and watch it. So I would say that those would be my top three for worst films I've ever watched. <laughs> I think I'm going to pick one, which I can only visualize the best out of those three for this situation. Okay. $25,000. Every year, your family makes you watch a Christmas adaptation of Cats. No. Every year. It's not even worth it for, tw- <laughs> it's not even worth it for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, that was how bad that movie was. I don't... I'm a kind of person who will push through anything. I've pushed through weird avant-garde art films. I've pushed through films that made actually zero sense. I pushed through a film called Goat, <laughs> which was really just about bad, bad parenting and a goat. <laughs> and it was weird as hell. And I pushed through it. I would not push through that. <laughs> like I could, I don't know if I even finished Cats. That's how bad it was. And I'm... I'm the kind of person who's still watching Riverdale because I don't like quitting TV shows either. I'm on Riverdale too, actually. Oh, are you? Are you still watching it? Why? I, I can't stand the singing. Oh, yeah. The singing it, episodes it, is awful. It digs into me when shows start doing that. Um, what were we, watch, what were we yeah. watching the other day that was so... Like we watched uh, Once Upon a Time. It's like seven series. Yep. Um, and just like the end of the second to last season, they start singing and they do one of those episodes. What? And I'm like, oh oh, for fuck's sake. And then you, the funny part is like right in the middle, Rumpelstiltskin, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. the music starts to crescendo. He starts like doing a little spin. He does this dramatic flair. And he says like, the dark mm-hmm. one don't sing. What were you expecting from me? Like that kind of thing. And I was like, yes, finally yeah. someone, someone in this fucking thing. <laughs> Realizes how dumb the rest of this yeah. stuff is. Yeah, actually, it's funny because that's one of the few shows I fell off of. Uh, I understand. Because it was great until the Frozen season. Which yeah, was like six. Yeah, I don't know. Six, somewhere in there. Probably five. But when when they introduced the Frozen characters, I was just like, oh, this is just, now you're just like going for the mm. money. Like there's no reason to bring these characters into a fairy tale thing because as far as I know, those, that was like a purely Disney. You, you don't intend on finishing it so I can spoil a few things, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Plus it's like way past the like, Statue of Limitation for spoilers. Like the last season frustrates me because it's basically an entire new cast. Um, and I, I don't know if you've oh. enti- if you noticed, but all of the seasons up until the last one, predominantly white actors. Mm-hmm. And by, I've been focusing on it because it's been, as it's been progressing, they've been introducing more and more female characters and pushing out more male characters. Mm-hmm. I've got no issue with that. I think a talented actor should be hired regardless. Oh yeah. But I was, once I sensed the theme, I started to get a little bit, a little bit iffy. But the last season, they basically only employed Latino and black women. Oh. And they incorporated more male characters and such. And they brought it to more like a Southern New Orleans feel. Okay. They had like this rolling beignet truck for whatever reason. And my favorite scene of the whole thing, 
I just find this hilarious and I was laughing for a while. My girlfriend didn't find, understand why I find it so funny. There's basically this voodoo witch doctor, of course, in New Orleans. Of course, it's probably based on uh, the voodoo man or whatever from uh, yeah. Tiana's. Yeah, Tiana's, yes. From Prince yes, that guy. Yeah. So to curse, to curse these people, he has a voodoo doll of the owner of the van and he sprinkles a beignet on it. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> the most southern thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, jeez. Just... Like, they couldn't have come up with something better either. <laughs> like, <laughs> You see the sparkle like, coming off this voodoo doll? This beignet oh, just man. being sprinkled. Oh, oh it was hilarious. My favorite thing. Oh, jeez. So wait, in the last... And I know this is kind of getting off uh, topic, but in the last season, does it not revolve around... Uh, the woman that's revolved around the entire series? No, she appears twice. It's actually her son. It's Henry's season. He's all grown oh. up now. Oh, right. I think I remember seeing something. Yeah. But... Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So not, uh, for a, not for a lifetime of uh, Christmas adaptations of Cats. Would you do it for 10 years? For 25 grand. Yeah, Probably quite a bit of money yeah i'd probably do it for that 22 grand i would do eight years for 22 deal nice oh that would be oh that's gonna be oh that'd be a terrible eight years though but think about it. The way I tried to make people kind of bend a little bit is like your family are excited there's a, a ritual thing gathered around popcorn you're sitting in the back they're all smiling at you just wholesome family yeah. Christmas moment, and they're excited for it. I don't know if it makes it better though, because you'd probably just want to shit all over it, right? Yeah, well, I probably would <laughs> while we were doing it, but yeah. Um, and I would assume that I like, yeah, I wouldn't go on my phone. Like, I'm very big on the like being in the moment for as much mm-hmm. as I can, and I think, yeah, I think you enjoy it because everyone else around you is enjoying it. So I've definitely watched some stinker movies with my parents before. <laughs> Fifty thousand dollars though, I'm getting bigger. How much do you like coffee? I don't. Oh, okay. I worked at Starbucks for, uh, what, six years? And coming home feeling like coffee? Yes, feeling, because you all that oil from like the coffee goes all over you and gets in your hair. I lost all interest in coffee a long, long time ago. I get it. Especially like working in bars with uh, these coffee mm-hmm. machines and stuff, cleaning them is a fucking it's a pain oh, yeah. in the ass. Yeah. And I was like, uh, because I worked like through high school, I always closed. So like you got all the disgusting like smell and oh, you had to clean the machine every day. You're just like, yeah, no, it was not fun. And again, like that oil like would just get everywhere. And like you have to like take an hour long shower to try and get out of your hair. But do you drive a lot? I assume that you do in Canada. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. This one's even worse. <laughs> oh, no. $50,000. Uh, every time you drive on the road again by Willie Nelson plays in your head on loop until you arrive at your destination for life. I would say that's bad, but I'm actually not sure who that is. On the road again. Oh. I just can't wait to get on the okay, road again. Okay, so I didn't know. So it's every very time annoying I drive for the rest of my life. <laughs> no, because that's a, lot, that's a long time and I drive a lot. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I would do it for... 10 years? Oh, 10 years. Um, 50 grand. It Would it just be that one song or would it just be like his entire? That's it. Yeah, one song. Just that one song. 50K? No, I wouldn't do that for 10 years. That would be, <laughs> I think that would be hell. Especially Dude, like road trips. Oh my God. Some places that we drive are like, you know, six or seven hours away. That's like eight years of Cats and Nelson. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Christmas, Christmas Day to you is basically driving to your folks' place without playing in your Oh my God, getting, yeah. And then we're sitting down with a and good old... And sitting down to watch Cats. Oh God. It's your life every Christmas. Oh. Yo. Yeah. Oh God. I think at that point, you're just like, yep, I'm walking everywhere. I don't care how far it is. I'm just going to walk around. <laughs> Okay, let's make it eight years for 50,000. So we put it on par with cats. No, I would still say no, just because it's like every day. Because I drive every day, even just like short drives. Like, you know, my gym's about, what, 30 minutes away. That's at least an hour of that, like every day. I would go. How about I give you 
that song and I also give you Fast Car by Tracy Chapman and you can change them make it around as you please so basically a two a two disc a two, a two, disc two track CD, CD. Okay. yeah but you have to be listening to something eight years 50,000 50,000 eight years I would do 75k eight years two songs or I would do 50k three songs seven years if you added that extra song in there took off mm. a year I'd do it 50 can I offer you that but for 47 thousand yeah I think you're adding a little bit in I'll take 47 yeah okay yeah yeah I think that I would just end up singing along and I would what would be funny is like is it just playing in my head or is it playing in the car which is worse <laughs> I think for me, it would be funnier if it was playing in my head because I would end up memorizing those songs and just singing them when I'd have passengers who were like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Like, what are you singing to? <laughs> Which I think would be really funny. But what's the third song? What would you pick? Has to be car related, though. Uh, hmm. Has to be car related. What about uh, 100 Miles? That would feel pretty motivating. Yeah. I think I could probably mm. listen to that nonstop. You could. That sounds very annoying. I, I, I really like that song, actually. I think it's hilarious to like listen to that when you're on like a road trip. It's always the first song I put on on a CD or like on a mix for road trips. I mean, if you were going to go car song, I think there's one or two on California by Blink-22 that I would do. Or else the one pop song that Offspring did, which I think was about driving as well. I think it's called like Summer or... California, actually. But I think as long as there's like a third variety, I think that you could like kind of switch through them and finally kind of be okay. But do you have a genuine fear of water? Was that correct? Or is it just the ocean? Mm -hmm. So not water. So I find uh, if I go into water that I can't see below, so like the bottom. So like if I'm in a pool, it's whatever. If I'm in like a like a clear water lake, it's fine. It's like ocean water and like deep lakes and deep ponds and that kind of thing uh, it gives me really bad anxiety and i actually can get panic attacks which would not be safe <laughs> mm -hmm. if i was out in the water to like freeze up but it's weird to do that because it was kind of a newer thing it happened within the last maybe 10 years for oh maybe a good five or six years of my life i did competitive swimming and then i also was trained as a lifeguard uh too early <laughs> i finished my lifeguarding training when i was 14 and couldn't work for two years but uh, but for some reason, yeah, I, I can't see underneath me. Like, my body seizes up. Yeah, for some reason, I thought it would be like a fear of drowning or something. So my next question is not going to work. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, fear of drowning for sure. I think that drowning is probably one of the worst ways to die because it's just like that slow, you know, you can't do anything. But I think I fear other kinds of ways of dying way more than drowning. I, like, I was watching, uh, yeah, I've been watching Ozark recently, which is really cool. Okay, yep. I'm really enjoying it. Um, there was a scene where there, for some reason, for like a couple episodes in a row, they were like waterboarding a lot of people, mm -hmm. and I was like, "That's got to be one of the questions on my <laughs> my list." Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's funny because I was thinking about that. I've actually because I was watching what was I watching? Punisher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they were doing they were waterboarding in it, and I was like, you know, that it seems like such a weird. way to torture someone i also don't know why you wouldn't just hold your breath while they were doing it until the very last moment because like when they do the waterboarding in movies like it's instantly like people are like swallowing that water i'm like yo you do get to breathe before they pour water on you so why don't you hold your breath for a bit there no i'm curious actually honestly i'm curious about it i, I want to kind of give it a go but i don't know when the best time yeah <laughs> when, when do you just like make time in your day for that <laughs> like to get waterboarded i know just <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like it always seemed like a weird way to do it. But then I realized that they probably pour the water for a very extended period of time. Yeah. But it's also probably just like a psychological thing too. I don't know. I think it was Alex Ryder I watched recently that taught, talked about the Japanese water torture, which torture. is like just yeah. a, a drops of water that like go on your forehead. I'm like, that wouldn't be so bad. And then you realize like, oh, they do this for like hours. Yeah. That would be it very... And the long-term effects I heard is that uh, people walk around the rest of their lives feeling it continuously oh. tapping on their head, even though it's not. Oh, yeah. So it will ruin your psyche for life. Yeah. So 
Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm guessing there's some kind of, like, torture thing along with that, like, with the waterboarding that uh, would probably just make you very scared of everything to do with water. I think I'm going to leave that topic behind in our conversation. I enjoyed it, though. I liked, I'm yeah. really interested in that for, for whatever reason. <laughs> um, what's your relationship with your mother like? Good. Uh, my relationship with both my parents is really good. Uh, I'm definitely closer with my mom than my dad, but, uh, yeah, I've got a really good relationship both ways. Hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> oh no! Your mother gets a notification every time you have sex. No, not for a hundred grand. I don't know if there's a type. I don't know if there's an amount of money that I would be okay with that, because <laughs> that would just be uncomfortable. I mean, it could just be like a ding, like a typical thing. I don't know, and it would just be an emoji of a, I don't know, an eggplant or something. <laughs> But she knows what it means, and you know what it means. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't. Oh, definitely not for hundred k. For ten years? Nope. I oh god, I don't know if there's enough. Oh, I just think about how years? awkward that would be. No, not eight years even. Like I've been, I'm pretty flexible on a lot of these, but I don't, I don't know if I could be flexible on this one. What about with your father instead? That'd be easier. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think either way it would just be really awkward. Can you imagine like coming home and being like, being like uh, so we got all these uh, these things. So uh... actually, knowing my parents, they probably wouldn't bring it up. They'd probably just like ignore it if they could. But and what's the problem? Hundred thousand. Oh no! But you would know. He would get home and you would see it in their <laughs> face, and you'd be like, oh, they know that that just happened. <laughs> Especially you like just, you do it like awkwardly, like if you're on like vacation and you come back and like, yeah, no, nope. <laughs> it's one of those sink or swim situations because you know and they know. You can mm-hmm. even just go in like, God, I'm dehydrated. You got any orange juice? You oh know, you can fly, fly in that way. Or you just have to kind of crawl yourself up into your room. Yeah, <laughs> I think probably the latter. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Okay, five years, 120,000. You can tell your parents this is happening. It's like, if you get that, that's what's happening. Um, don't judge me. I'm a full-grown yeah. man. No, five years. No, I still wouldn't do it for five years. Not for 120. Oh, man. Pushing me back. Um, 135. 140,000. Five years. Um, it can only get easier after the first few months, so surely that you would develop a, some sort of routine. Right? No, I think it would, it would depend on the month too. Like, what if like one month you were just really sexually active and it was really <laughs> awkward? Oh, jeez. What's funny though is if I was in a different part of my life, I probably wouldn't care. Like, I think if I was married and trying to have a kid, I probably wouldn't care at all. But I think because I'm still like, like I mean, I'm not in my twenties anymore, but. I still have the mentality of being in my 20s. Uh, that it would just be just so awkward. How about... I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could do that for five years. Okay, how about uh, on your 40th birthday, this comes into effect, because for 10 years, 100,000. Your drive has probably gone down significantly at that point. Perhaps, I don't know you. 10 years, 100,000 at 40. I would do 125 for 10 years at 40. I'll take your deal. Nice. And you'll get you eventually. I always get them. Yeah, you always get them. Because I think at that point, like, again, like, if you're trying to have kids, everyone knows that you're having sex anyways. (laughs) Like, people boast, like, oh, yeah, we're trying to have kids now. It's like, oh, we we know what you're doing every night. Like, we know what's happening. (laughs) It's always kind of, yeah, it's weird. I'm not sure how the age difference is between you and your parents, but I don't know how old they're going to be when you're in that age. Uh, They will be... That's a consideration. At seven, they'll be like in their seventies. Uh, they're not gonna care, are they? Yeah. They, also, let's be honest. My parents aren't the greatest with technology, <laughs> <laughs> but still, like it would still like because they would know. Like you would know when that thing happened. That it happened. It would be like ooh. But yeah, no. I think at forty, I wouldn't really care anymore. We are down to your last question. Uh, have you been enjoying been enjoying yourself so far? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Again, like it's it's funny because I would never think about like any of these things otherwise, <laughs> and it's just funny to like think about 
what if that would actually happen? Like, how would you live through that experience? Especially that last one. Because just like, just thinking about it, you're just like, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> the premise is simple because I start with a question, but it's the negotiating part which gets people because mm-hmm. I'm trying to find the sweet spot of the price and I'm trying to find it so you're more comfortable. Yeah. But when people start letting their guard down, like, oh, he's letting me off with a few years, always oh, making it softer, mm-hmm. you know, and then I make it a little bit frilly around the edges and all of a sudden you're... <laughs> Suddenly you're like, oh, yeah, sure, why not? Let's do it this amount of time. <laughs> And whenever I add up the price, it's like, that is quite high. But for all the things I agree to, that's really low. Like for, yeah. for my price, I had my co-host do me with this. And I mm-hmm. answered, um, I was very cheap in the end for all the oh, stuff. Yeah. That I, I even did that question. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Quarter of a million dollars. Okay. Okay. Hmm. The rest of your life is recorded in front of a live studio audience every aspect of my life yeah i mean every you know the way that you see friends it's not like you see pg stuff you know you know your bedroom is pretty much shut off okay but you know your best friends knock at the door and you get this typical like you know okay they don't know what's happening though it's it's in your head it's just you okay (laughs) i was about to say like oh man like living in a sitcom that'd be pretty great um Ooh, for the rest of my life, 250K. No, I think I'd go, I'd need to go higher or lower the time because I could see that like just driving you crazy at a certain point. <laughs> hey, imagine like going on a date with somebody and then like suddenly like in your ear, you just have like, ooh, oh God, <laughs> like over and over again. You're just like, oh no, okay, just block it out, block it out, and try and listen to what she's saying to you. <laughs> I'm trying to decide which period of your life I want to apply this to. Do I want it when you're watching Cats with your family or do I want it when you're in your 40s and you have your notifications going to your <laughs> notifications. parents? I don't know which way is the best. Mm. I think sitcoms are any more entertaining when you're not... I mean, I assume within your 40s maybe more settled as a human being and more yeah. understanding of yourself. I don't think that makes a better sitcom. So I'm going to give you a 15-year period from this point onwards. The live studio audience. Okay. So. Imagine when the voices stop. That might be scary too. Yeah. Then you didn't have like all that company all the time. Then you're alone. Yeah. 15 years. How about we bring it down to the regular runtime of a show? So let's say eight years. <laughs> I would say that most shows don't last more than that unless you're the Simpsons or Family Guy <laughs> or South Park. Okay, for eight years you're going to be watching Cats every week, every every year. You're going to be driving with the uh, road again, and you're going to be. It's just going to be like a very crazy eight years of like, what the hell am I doing with my life? And then uh... considering like who who's going to be president during these years? I mean, if it starts God. now, if Biden gets a second term, let's throw out the whole of Biden's presidency. Yeah, that's your memory of Biden would be all of those things. Yeah, wouldn't be the worst thing. I hope that Biden does more for that country than uh, Trump did. Yeah. Uh, I would do eight years, and I would even let you bring down the quarter of a million to 200K. Oh, I can't say no to that. That's perfect. 200K. I'm very happy. It's funny because if I was in my 20s, I probably would have been like, yeah, just, I'll do that for free. Like, that'd just be amazing. Because, <laughs> like, people rush into these things. Yeah. Because if you're in your 20s and you're like, you know, you're going out and you're having like, weird hijinks in like university and like just doing all the random stuff with your friends where like the world has like very little consequence it seems <laughs> i feel like that would like give a way better kind of like aspect to that but now that i'm in my 30s i'm like uh okay well i don't get up into that much crazy stuff anymore so i'm really excited for stats for this show because we're gonna have the scoreboards and leaders and you can see who's the the cheapest and the most expensive and such oh yeah but i'm really interested to see how age is going to play a part Mm. I really think younger people are going to be right at the bottom with the cheaper prices. Yeah, because I think that they're willing to do more things. Like, again, yeah. like, about a very 20s mindset. Like, I still feel like I'm in my 20s rather than my 30s. Uh, so I, there's a lot of things, like, you ask. Like, like even, say, the Shakespeare one, like, I think would be awesome. Like, sure, you get kicked out of a library and you have to go to a, a funeral. But, like, if it was the right passage and stuff, you'd be fine. But I think a teenager or, like, someone in their 20s, like, early 20s especially, would probably be like, oh, yeah, I'll, just, I'll do that for, like, no money. Yeah. 
Um, how well do you think you've done so far? I mean, I'm, I'm currently adding up as we're talking. Um, um, I think I'm probably just under half, like one, two, I'm probably about 350. Well, 350,000, you think? Yeah, probably around. Oh, actually, probably more towards like 330. Getting close. Um, so what I normally do is while I add all these things up, I tend to get the guests to speak out, talk about your podcast, talk about what you're doing. Sure. Um, sell yourself, do what you got to do, uh, other than the trailer that we've just heard. Wink, mm-hmm. wink. <laughs> um, uh, add on to it and uh, yeah, monologue, go. For sure. So I am Ben, as you said earlier on. Uh, I've run The Cooperators, which is an entertainment network that bases on our YouTube videos, are, which is mostly just highlights as, at this moment. Uh, but I also stream every day, usually from about 1.30 PST to about 4.30, and then I take a break and then usually do something slightly different in the evening. So I will do podcasting on Tuesdays, on Sundays. Uh, we're starting a couple of new podcasts in the new year, including one revolving around anime, as well as one revolving around Disney. So those will also be recorded live. Uh, all of our podcasts are done live on Twitch. You can check me out on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the co underscore operators. Uh, and there I will do uh, more casual games as well as story-based games for my pursuit of platinum, which is just me going through a game to get 100% on it. Of that, I do run two podcasts currently, one being the Cooperators Viewers Couch, which uh, you brought up before, as well as the Cooperators uh, Reviewers Couch Pursuit of Platinum, which is where I go through games that I've platinum before and talk about them in a long form uh, format, usually ranging between half an hour and an hour. Yeah. You've got a lot going on. You're very active streaming and stuff. You don't have square eyes. Yeah, no, not quite. The streaming's been really good. Uh, I've actually moved into a full-time as well for all these things. So I full-time stream, I full-time podcast and things like that too. So I'm very excited to be able to add more content to everything else. And we're going to be launching some very exciting things come January. I will put all the links underneath this, uh, this episode. So are you ready to hear the price of your dignity? Yes. Okay, Ben. So for today, after everything we've been through, we've watched cats. We have been in a car and we've been listening to Willie Nelson. We have done, We've been to a funeral, been to a library. Uh, your parents have been getting notifications all week. So for all of that, all of that nonsense, you were worth 395,717 bucks. Nice. That's like almost a two bedroom condo where I live. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. It probably needed a hundred K, but hey, it's a down payment. <laughs> hey, again, there. You nearly 400,000. That's cool. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Again, like, these questions like really bring up like different like kind of internal battles about like where your your dignity is compared to how much you want the money. Thanks, Ben, for being a part, and thanks, listeners at home, for listening to this podcast. It has been price ah Jesus Christ, I can't speak today. Price tag pod with Ainsley Blakely May, um, and we'll be back next time. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah.